Hey, hey, everyone. Uh, this is Jane Hay from the Let's Get Loud podcast. Wow. Um, you know what? I love how chill we are about this podcast thing, Alicia, uh, because I don't think I could handle it being uh, more fancy than it is right now. Just the whole <laughs> editing thing when people like you don't edit it. I'm like, I don't understand what you mean. Uh, Why would you edit it? I guess there's bits that are not interesting. They take them out. Oh my goodness. Everything's interesting over here. Right. Everyone. Um, or I think it's people we're so used to just like, sometimes I start a story and I'm like, do I restart? Absolutely not. And I just keep going. You know what I mean? And I think some people are not used to not showing up in that almost perfect way, not perfect, but in a certain way. Whereas like for us, it took all over the place though. If it's, if I say something that's off, I'm like, Oh, I just keep it just because I don't want to restart. I don't have time. Uh, no, okay. The cutest no thing time. Just, the funniest thing just happened. So I, I, we finished recording the other podcast, right? I get out of my office silence. So I'm like, hello. And there's no one. So I, I send this message to Jeff. Everyone good? Question mark. Where are you? Question mark. Where are the kids? Question mark. This is what he answers. I have no idea. <laughs> and I'm like, where are you though? He's like, my office. I'm like, okay. Where are the two children? Like, so <laughs> then I like text my mom, hoping she just like came here without me knowing. She's like, I have Noah. Dia was outside. I'm like, okay. So I text the neighbor because Dia came in and was like, I'm going to go play with the neighbor's baby outside. So I text the neighbor. I'm like, just making sure Dia's at your home. Like she, that's where she is. She's like, no, I'm at the gym. It's a babysitter at my home. I'm like, okay. She's like, probably just with the babysitter outside with Gabu. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and then uh, Dia's like, yeah. Uh, and then I text my mom again. Did you see Dia go? I'm not walking in this storm to go find my child. Like, She's fine. She's probably alive somewhere. And then she goes, I don't know if she's with them, but yes, Gabu was outside. And I'm like, okay. Anyway, so the, the neighbor's like, I'm almost done at the gym. You know what? Can Dia stay at our house all day? Gabu has been uh, talking about her all week and she also pretends she's talking to her on the phone. So obviously this is so cute. Is that the little two-year-old that you like? So cute. You. So cute. She turns two just in April. So she's not even two. So uh, also Dia would rock it. She's like a little mom. Can Dia stay all day? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's like perfect. Another cute thing that Dia's into right now is I think they talked in class about resolutions. Okay. I don't know how that conversation came about, but she comes home. She's all of a sudden less iPad. She knows that it bothers me. This is how I do parenting. <laughs> so instead of being like, we're going to do half hour in the morning and half hour here, whatever. It's like, I want her to know how it makes me feel when she's on the iPad for hours. And in my mind, I'm like, I would love to give you rules around your iPad, but then it's like, I also want you to not want, it's like, I want it to be who she wants to be and not like who I want her to be. And I'm like, it must not make you feel good. Like always being on there. And I know that 90, literally more than 50% of the time that she's on the iPad, it's always talking with friends. So it's like, this is their way to socialize. They're like talking, they're playing Barbie on the iPad, but it's still like, I'm like, I wish that she would be, uh, be able to play alone almost. I don't know. Anyways, so she comes home from school. She's like, I will not go on the iPad. She like gives her own self, her, her own rules. I'm like, I love this. I think this is a great idea, whatever. So today she got her like, your average this week of 
screen okay. time. Like she, she hey. sees that. Hey. And uh, sometimes she sees like her average is four hours a day. And then she tells me, and I'm like, how does that make you feel that four hours of a day? I'm like, I know how that makes me feel, <laughs> but like, and my average of me is 17 hours on my yeah, phone. No, me, me too. I don't look. It's like my visa bill. Don't look. Uh, yeah. But, but it's still like, it makes me, and it's like, it went down from last week. I'm like, I wonder why. And like, sometimes I like kind of have these, but I also know it's my work. Like it's I was going to say, thing. that's also literally us at work. Yes. So anyways, I was like, how does that make you feel? And she's, I'm like, I just, I want you to know that like, I'm not giving you a number, but just know that your average is like a lot more than like your friends. And she's like, not Jod. I'm like, yeah, because it's you and Jod all the time doing your thing. But like, think of other kids. Like, but I'm like, it's fine. It's not about other kids. How does that make you feel? Anyways. So today her average was 17 minutes a day. She like, she was so proud of it. Okay. She, she really cut back. Okay. You guys. And like to the next level, but she like goes out of her way to be like, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to do that. That's amazing. It's actually really cute. And so obviously praise that this morning, that that was amazing. Jeff was like, it's wrong. Like for sure. I'm like, it's average though. And I'm like, yesterday she did zero minutes because we had company the day before zero minutes. Like, so yeah. Anyways, because they were watching movie together instead of, you know, watching yeah. her shows and, yeah. and we're doing that. We're doing Harry Potter at night. She's not doing iPad. Like yeah. there's just like that difference. It's not screen time. It's just like her iPad being like yeah. her anyways. Um, so then this morning she was playing Bibi uh, and Fami with Jade and she's like, it's going to go on my screen time. And I'm just really playing. And I'm like, don't worry about it. You're not going to have 17 minutes all the time. It was just like that one week, but I'm oh like, you're conscious goodness. of it. You're, you're working towards it. Pichia. I I find the same with like hard rules with my kids. Like I really try my best to get them to make the choice. Like, like and honestly, I would say 90% of the time, I feel like when I give them the choice, they make the right choice as like little as like, do I need to wear my snow pants? Like I'm not fighting with you right now. If you don't want to wear your snow pants, don't wear it. And then they come back inside or they're like, actually, I'm going to wear it instead of like this big, huge fight. Absolutely. I, and I don't even notice if they have snow pants or not. So like, that's like, like sometimes they leave and I'm like, Oh, you didn't even have mittens today. And then they come back. They're like, forgot to bright, bright mint, you know, put mittens. No, I'm not the same, but Dia, I'm like, if you didn't have mittens today, that's a long day for you outside miss. Like, and she's like, yeah. So the next day she's like, okay, I have my gloves today. I'm like, there we go. Um, obviously hurts my heart that like, I'm like, were you really cold? She's always so good. Though. She'll never make me feel bad for anything. She'll be like, no, no. Like I just put my hands in my thing and like, or she'll go and ask the secretario to get a pair. No? Um, and honestly, I like as much as that like hurts when things like that happen as a mom. And, you know, I was having this conversation with like, it was like three sets of parents and we were just talking about our kids and how we parent, whatever. And I was like, guys, crazy concept. If we were not so helicopter, our children would learn to be more resilient, to advocate for themselves, to not forget their mittens. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to let them experience uncomfortableness. Yes. Yeah. And you're, you're bad for that. Like, it's like your kids need to be always super fluffy. And I'm like, I'm just like, be hungry. It's going to be fine. Um, I'm going to be right back. Keep going. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, one thing you guys, and I think Alicia would agree is I'm trying to like get her to figure out what her standards are. 
So like, and I think that as parents and like, we're not professional, like who is a professional parent? Shut up. No one is. Okay. We're just sharing to you like kind of our way right now. Um, and if you're like, I like this way, I like this way of thinking, but for me, it's like, I want her to have her own standards of like how it's standards for me, not rules. Just, I have standards. I don't want my hands to be freezing. You know what I mean? But like as parents, it's hard because we have standards for them. So it's like, I, I almost like try to get her to have her own standards for her own thing. And I'm really trying to separate Dia is her own person. I know she's eight, but in my mind, one day she'll be 12 and 13, 14, 15. And she's really creating who she wants to be in this world, where she's going. And like, at this age, you're actually thinking about like what you want to be as a, like for your career, when you're older, like when you're 14, 15, when you're in high school, this is when we're thinking about it. Cause next step is actually maybe studying and what we want to be or not studying at all. Cause you don't know. I don't know. But like, I, I want, I, I'm trying really hard to not, she is not usually, you're not just trying to, even if you think you're awesome and you can like make her really awesome, what you think is awesome might not be what she thinks is awesome. And like, blah, 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 like just really separating. She's her own person she, with her own standards and she will go out and live her life. And my dad always says this though, what you want to raise is kids that don't come back to you wanting money. But he always says that. So funny. I love that. Yeah. He's like, when they come back and then you're like, oh, like they could, you just want kids that don't need you when you're older in terms of like just running their life. Yeah. Like independence. Independence. Like, you know? Yeah. And I Man. still stayed at my parents till I was like 20. Yeah. I, you know I what mean, I mean? Like that made not, sense. Yeah. Yeah. I know where this whole raising kid thing is no joke. No joke. And like, we're raising our kids in a world that we did not, we're not raised in. No. So it's like, we don't know what the, like what is happening here. I think the biggest thing you could do you guys. And I truly believe that is to educate in what your kid like knows a lot. Like, so whether it's like, you know, some people are like, I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on Instagram, I'm not on whatever. And I'm like, I know that I understand, but your kid will be, and it really can create, like, I have a friend that's really disconnected from what 2023 is. Okay. And she says it's really affecting her relationship with her teenager oh. because like, she's like, I'm not cool. Like I, I, I'm not cool. I don't know anything. And so we're, we, and she's like trying to raise her in a world that that is not what her kid, you know, is kind of being is seeing. So her kid feels like she can't really talk to her because she doesn't know anything, you know? So it's like, it's, it's hard. She's like, I'm really trying hard to like learn more about, you know, fucking Instagram and TikTok and like, it's like when I'm talking to Neil, you think so? You, you feel that way? <laughs> sometimes he's like a hundred years old. The things he says, like just sometimes with social media or just things. I'm like, interesting. I'm like, I wonder what is on your like for you page. Like, what is it? What do you see? Cause you do spend time on the internet. What are you watching? Yeah. I mean, 10 years is a big difference in like how you think and what you were like. And also like not from the same country, like there's a lot there happening. He's like an old England man. I mean, he's 10 years older than you. He's five years older than me. Right. He's 10 years older than me. But absolutely the culture, there's a, a totally different culture. I, I'm happy that I lived there for a couple of years because yes. that really helped me to realize like some of his perceptions have obviously come from where he grew up. Yes. I like that. My mom yeah. is clearly just panicking because I'm not oh. answering her. Okay. And I like, was like, where's Dia, right? Okay. Dia is fine. Tell her not I can't panic. listen. I can't listen to your messages doing a podcast. Okay. Um, Okay, moving on to 
are, uh, we're going to do four mistakes. You guys, this is like the next segment. There might have been like some guests in between. We're just kind of going for it this year. Um, doing a podcast. Okay. Everyone let's calm down my mom. Okay. So let's do, uh, we're going to do four top mistakes, weight loss mistakes. And this first one is focusing on nutritional changes rather than like lifestyle behavior changes. So we said this on our interview on CTV, like, and I really feel good about that language because I think people understand, like we really focus on what we're eating. So let's say we want to embark on a weight loss journey and we want to have a successful weight loss journey. Often we attack what we eat. So it's like we attack the pantry, the fridge. Um, we, you know, create this really fancy, uh, um, grocery list, So like our typical foods, like we're just changing our food, what we're eating, what's in our plate is so different. And we really attack. And I think that be focusing on changing our lifestyle and behaviors. And that's not just sometimes that's 97% of the time. Like today's Monday. I wonder if there's of the people in this world that have decided today is the day they start their diet. They start Mm -hmm. their weight loss journey. Mm -hmm. How many of those people do you think have thrown out leftovers, have packed a salad in their lunch, have done one of those things. I think literally 99% of people. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? I think that, you know, someone posted uh, on our community group, how they still had so much work to do around their mentality on weekends and weekdays and, you know, finishing the cake so that there's none left for the week. And I was like, what's wrong with cake during the week? Like we really need to start questioning our behaviors. You finish the cake because you think that cake cannot coexist with weekdays because you believe that cake is bad for weight loss and you believe that weight loss is from Monday to Friday. There's so much to work on just with that one behavior. And ironically, if you thought of it rationally, take X amount of cake that you ate on Sunday split the cake over the whole week, you've actually consumed the same amount of calories of cake. Yes. However, you're probably going to consume less calories on the Monday than you would like, cause it involves the cake. You know what I mean? Your tone was, I was like, is she going to go? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's just, you were already there, but then you sorry. kept like, you could have gone Got keep, it. keep. It was hilarious. Um, but no, I agree with what Alicia is saying. If and you, you know what? If you heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we definitely did. Um, but wait, I was that person. So I like relate to that so much. And I think it comes down to the labeling cake is bad. Cake cannot be consumed because we don't consume bad foods during the week. Bad foods is saved for cheat days or weekends. And so that's really where it all stems from. But you think that like, that's, that's the problem. The problem is not the cake. The problem is not eating the cake during the week or whatever. It's the thoughts and beliefs. And that's what we should be attacking. So what the number, like one of the mistakes, most common mistakes is focusing on nutritional changes, the pantry, the food, and not focusing on the fundamentals of sustainable weight loss and how they live their lives, learning more about what they believe in. Okay. So that was really good. So let's say day one, we're telling you what not to do. Do not go and throw out your pantry. Do not go and get your fridge. Do not go to the grocery store and buy a bunch of shit that's going to rot in your fridge. Like that's what not to do. That's the mistake. What should they do instead? Okay. So they want to learn more about their behaviors and their, there's another B behaviors and beliefs, beliefs. 
So you want to learn more about your behaviors and beliefs. So you're like, I would like to lose weight. Okay. It's not, I need to change how I'm eating. It's, I need to change how I'm thinking. Cause this is, I am eating the way I'm eating and I am behaving the way I'm behaving because of my beliefs. And so journaling. So I really highly, we really highly recommend journaling your beliefs and your behaviors. Cause your behaviors are stemming from your beliefs. So if you're like, I just binged tonight. I just overate tonight. I just, you know, ate the whole cake tonight. Why? Because I believe cake is bad and can only be consumed on the weekend. Why? Because I have, I'm dealing with diet trauma and believe like I have this, you know, system of beliefs that I need to look into. Is cake bad? Is cake high in calories? Can cake coexist with weight loss during the week? Um, and so it's like learning more about that. That's where you should start, you guys. Yes. And what's happening is you guys don't value that enough. You think that's not enough. You think that's not that action of just journaling, which is really, we're giving you the tip of journaling guys so that you can create awareness. That's what we want. We want to create awareness. Journaling is an amazing tool that can help you to create awareness. You think that's not enough to make the change you want to see. I don't know how many more times we need to tell you that it is. Yeah, it is. It, it is actually what you need to do. And we're trying to, we're trying to be loud about it. Um, and I guess our next message with this, you guys, is you have access to weight loss with what is in your kitchen right now. So I, I don't care if it's Monday, Saturday, whatever, you actually have access to weight loss every single day. Every single day you have access to creating a calorie deficit in your kitchen with your cake. I actually, and, and, and just knowing that you don't need to create it. I'm just saying you have access to it. That can be a game changer. I actually just had a moment because I actually made carrot cake this weekend. And I saw, and I was definitely devastated that I do not live with you. <laughs> Everyone devastated that, I, that I'm not your neighbor, like so devastated by the storm today. So I wasn't going to your house, like thought of all the things. Oh, you could have totally crushed a piece of cake. Yes, uh, of course. Um, but I just like saw the cake on the, on the cupboard or whatever. And and I was having coffee and I would thought to myself, hmm, I might have cake for my, like, I haven't eaten yet today because I'm not hungry. I might have cake for breakfast, lunch, whatever you want to call it. And I just had this moment where it was like, wow, like yeah. how amazing is that life that I get to live where like, guys, we need to eat, like we need to eat. We need to consume calories. If I choose today that I want my calories to include a piece of cake, I can do that. Nah, it's that freedom. Uh, and Alicia, I had the exact same, oh my God, moment of how much I've evolved and changed through the fucking internet. Looking at your cake on the internet before, these are the thoughts would have been, thank God there's a snowstorm tomorrow so that I can, I'm not going to, you know, be tempted by the cake. How does she do it? How, do, how does she do it? The cake, I still have those thoughts, but how... <laughs> But how does she have cake in her house? So happy I, you know, don't do that because, oh my God, I would have eaten everything and I would gain weight and blah, blah, blah. You guys don't even know, like I recognize my uh, progress in just my thoughts through seeing a frigging cake on the internet. It's not even in my house. So now when my mother-in-law drops off that stupid blueberry pie blueberry that she pie. loves to drop, blueberry pie, that's what she loves to drop off often. I am not like her and her blueberry pie. I'm like, well, thank you, miss. Cannot wait to eat this pie on a Wednesday or today or right now for lunch. I don't care. This freedom that I have worked on is like something that I we can't even express the beautiful life we get to live because we worked on that. And what people are connecting cake with is actually binging on cake. 
Let's be really honest. Yeah. And it's this vicious cycle, you guys. So you think you can't have cake because every time you do have cake, you binge on it because you tell yourself, finish it all so it's not in the house Monday. I am bad. I cheated. And so might as well eat the rest. These thoughts are what's um, making you act a certain way. And so you think you can't exist your life without cake because you've never created the right way to think about cake. Yes. I thought this about this weekend where we ordered too many garlic fingers at Sky Zone and I literally ate like two pieces because I like when when I have access to hot calorie dense foods, I the way I want to do it is not sit there and eat like it's like I want to like if there's a lot of it, I'm going to do a little bit of portion of that wait, a little bit of portion of that wait a little bit of portion of that weight. That's my method because I want to try all the things. And I know I like volume. So the way to do it is I do a little bit of each and I almost like, wait, like, yes, you're hungry. Like that. I, so, because we all know that I like to feel really full. So it's like, I'm just trying to practice that skill. Anyways, have that exact same thought that I got to eat two pieces of uh, garlic finger without the thing of attaching garlic finger as a bad food and high calories so that then I go to Satyabar and I have the fries and the poutine and whatever because I already messed up my day that is like huge though and just I want to and and I can do this behavior while not having weight to lose going back to that going back to that comment it's not the weight you don't have like your weight loss doesn't help you just to lose the weight you have to lose whatever that means to you It's that it stops you from that cycle. You can be a healthy weight and still have those thoughts in that cycle. I was healthy the whole time. My freaking mother-in-law was dropping off pie, but there was drama. Now I don't have drama. That's what I worked on. And then, oh my God, when that person on our group posted that, I was like, yes. She said, you know what? At this point in my life, I don't even care if I don't lose a freaking pound. If you can make me stop freaking going through the cycle of what's in my brain, if I can just be free of the shit that I think, she said, that's good enough for me right now because that's what I want to get rid of. Not even the weight. I don't want to get rid of the weight. I want to get rid of the shit that I'm thinking and the fear behind the food and the gain. And oh, it's exhausting. It's even more exhausting than the 20 pounds you have on your body. It's exhausting. And and again, we as a society do not value that change. And also some people, if you guys are saying, you might not even be aware of the amount of noise Noise. in your brain. Listen to yourself think today. Whatever day you're listening to this, listen to yourself think and your thoughts around your weight and food. And I bet you, you would be shocked. It's like Dia's iPad time. Your total time that you spent thinking about your ass and food was seven hours and 36 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's taking away from your happiness. It, it really is. I want to end there. You know what? Cause we have given them so much today and they need to understand that like what we do is this on steroids inside the membership. And I'm just leaving that there. You guys, whether we have weight to lose or not, what we do is free you. We create freedom for you, whether that includes a 10 pound loss or a hundred pound loss. What we want for you the most is freedom in that brain of yours. And we want to heal the shit that you are saying to yourself and that the diet industry um, has kind of put the beliefs that you have, they need to be like uh, upgraded 2.0. 
Like, let's go. This is not what we believe in anymore. This is actually stopping us from creating the, our best lives possible, not stopping us from losing weight. It's stopping us from breathing and having freedom. And you'll see weight will be a byproduct of changing the way you think. All right, everyone. Ooh, passion over here. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>